Hello and welcome to our Women on a Mission podcast, the online destination for women and men who want to create a life that they truly love, one without limits, one with more balance, more self-belief and endless possibilities for the future. I'm your host, Deborah Craig. I'm an intuitive life mentor and hypnotherapist. And every week I'll bring you guest experts, individuals with lived experience, and of course, I'll share client case studies so that you can experience some of the best ideas and solutions to help you solve real life problems so that you can live a happy and healthy life and of course become the best version of yourself every single day. You see, I've found that to reach your full potential in our careers, relationships, our health goals and in life, we must take a look at what's going on on the inside of ourselves as this is where the change really starts. I hope you enjoy the podcast and remember, leave feedback and comments so that I can continue to bring you content and guests that truly help you become the best version of yourself so that you can live a life that you love. Enjoy the show. Hi everyone, welcome to this week's episode of my podcast. So this episode is all about self-belief and confidence, an actual topic that is particularly um, something that's really close to my own heart because I deal with it a lot with clients, I support a lot of clients, but actually on a personal level, if it wasn't for my own self-belief, my own ability to remain confident and continue to grow through my own personal journey, I probably wouldn't be sitting in front of you here today. So it's a topic that I absolutely love and I wanted to bring on someone else, another expert in the field that could actually share some best practices, perhaps some of their own experiences or client experiences and some of the ways that we can help you, the listeners, actually move forward with your own life with more confidence and of course we'll be sharing some of our tips at the end and different ways that you can connect and work with us. So I have the pleasure of speaking today with um, a life coach, a hypnotherapist, NLP practitioner. He is all three. He works with clients to help them find their own answers about how they can be better in any area of their life where they might feel stuck. Now, this resonates so much with my own work, so it really does uh, make me very happy to be able to welcome on today the lovely Willie Nicol. So Willie, please join us. Um, it is great to have you here. Thank you, Deborah. It's a great pleasure to be here. Thank you very much. So I gave you a little bit of an intro there and I want to tell the audience just a little bit about who you are and a snippet of your background, but I would like you to share more of that in a few seconds. So um, I had the pleasure of meeting Willie through uh, lockdown because it allowed us all to connect with people um, that perhaps we might not have connected with before. So the joy of being online really does give you that opportunity. And we shared some stories about our businesses, how we got to where we are. And I guess I just wanted to uh, bring Willie on today to share some of his expertise in the industry. So Willie is a cop, or was a cop, and for many, many years, over 30, retired and then went into um, having his own business with a few other things in between that I'll let him share. 
And I guess I want to hear a little bit about what your history was, um, but more importantly, what your passion was, Willie, about moving into that coaching and helping people type of environment, because it's so close to my own heart that I guess I just like hearing other people's stories about how they got into it as well. And I hope that it inspires other people out there too. Over to you. Thanks, Deborah. Yes, as you say, I was a police officer for 31 years. On retire, I went into corporate security. Um, seven years later, I was made redundant, which is not a nice experience. Um, and I wasn't a very happy man, I have to be honest. My lovely wife suggested I look at coaching as a career. I dismissed it because I didn't believe in it. However, she persuaded me to go on a course, which I did do, and I changed my mind. Still a wee bit um, hesitant, I went and did some interviews, during one, one of which I realised I didn't want to be doing this anymore. Corporate security? No. The coaching thing uh, reared again in my head. And to cut a long story short, I did training in hypnotherapy, NLP coaching and various other methodologies and set up a business some four and a half years as a life coach. Uh, during that period, I remembered that I liked helping people. Yeah. I liked helping people get the results they want, helping them with whatever was holding them back in life. And... I realise now that I should have been doing this many years ago, but <laughs> such is life. Absolutely. Thanks for sharing that, Willie. And honestly, your story just it resonates so much because I remember my own experience of um, going after different corporate uh, opportunities, finding that I was getting into the new role and discovering actually the shines wore off of this really quickly. I don't think I'm meant to be here. And then eventually went down my own journey, which for anyone that, that obviously knows me, knows a little bit about my story and, and how I moved from corporate to um, our National Health Service and then into my own business. So it's great to hear your story as well. And I, I actually hope that anyone that's listening to this also could resonate with the fact that we don't have to stay with the status quo because it's what we've always known. You can at any time seize that moment and make a change in your own life. However, one thing that you may need to have to be able to do that is exactly the topic that we're going to talk about today, which is all about that confidence and that genuine belief in yourself to make it happen. So thank you very much for sharing that, Willie. And I am going to ask you a few things today to shed a wee bit more light about the work that you do, if that's if that's okay with you. Absolutely. Brilliant. So in that space of confidence and self-belief, from your experience, whether it's your personal experience or client experiences, where would you say or how would you say people's lives are being limited by their lack of belief and confidence? They're holding themselves back. Right? They're keeping themselves stuck. Yep. They're not achieving what they want because of a lack of confidence. Mm -hmm. and I wasn't particularly confident about becoming a coach, but I believed in myself with support of other people, including my wife, and I gradually grew my confidence and made the leap into starting a business. So a lack of confidence or self-belief holds us back and can be quite detrimental to our mental wellness, if you like, and mm -hmm. the fact that we're not getting what we want out of life. 
Absolutely. Can you maybe just share with me, uh, there's two parts to this. I'd like to know some of the common themes that your clients maybe come to you with, but more importantly, or over and above that rather, I should say, what do they feel stuck in? Like what, what are the common things that they, they wish could be different? Common things are the word stuck comes up repeatedly. I feel stuck. Mine too. <laughs> I, feel, I feel I'm not getting anywhere. Um, I'm not happy or as happy as I could be. Um, I'm not getting the results I want. I didn't get that promotion at work or whatever it is. And that feeling of being stuck is very kind of corrosive. Mm -hmm. um, it's not helping us any and it can lead to all sorts of things like depression and worry and stress and so on and so forth whereas with a bit of practice uh, you can build your confidence and get yourself unstuck mm -hmm. and that might take a little bit of help which is why people come to you and me Deborah. Indeed they do so when you said something there about when they come to you they say of you hear that comment about being stuck and that is actually one of the most common things clients say to me as well or I hear from them something like I just can't go on another 12 months with my life looking the same that's probably one of my common ones that I hear um, from the clients that I work with the thought that another year is going to pass and, it, and it's exactly the same and I wonder if you know thinking about that and that feeling of stuck if that resonates with you on a personal level, when you said about being in the security industry and then applying for a role and thinking, I just don't want this because I know it resonates with me in my own life. Um, so maybe something worth sharing there a little bit about the impact it as well had on you um, with that feeling of being stuck. Yes, that, that was, I don't want to be stuck doing this job anymore, right? Um, I've done 31 years in the police, seven years in corporate security. I don't want to be working till retirement or whenever, doing the same thing over and over again, because I wasn't happy. And I realised that something had to change, which is when I had the light bulb moment during that initial training course that perhaps I could give this a go. Mm -hmm. Um an early client in my career um, got through a marital situation and he was stuck because uh, he was a bit down in the dumps. He, he got himself a wee bit kind of off track. Um, he'd stopped going to the gym, he stopped training, he'd maybe eat and drink too much, he'd put on weight, and he just felt a bit, his age was meh. But yeah, <laughs> meh, so common. And when he came to me, I said, what is it you want? He said, I want my life back, Willie. I want to go back to being like, happy and, and fit and slim and whatever. And I don't know what's, what's uh, causing this. And because he was a Glaswegian man, I said, you've lost your mojo, big man. <laughs> and he said, you know what? That's exactly right. I've lost my mojo. And we all know what that means. Mm -hmm. right? I said, well, let's go and find your mojo and see how that goes. And we did. And he got his life back. So he'd gone from being stuck in a rut that old phrase, to getting yeah. his life back and being what he wanted to be. And even just the, the, so the knock-on effect of that is 
when for when I, I talk to clients about this all the time, but when we actually look at ourselves within, so we start to work on ourselves from the inside, looking at those belief systems, looking at those things that are actually keeping us stuck. Once we make the unconscious and make it conscious, once we actually see what it is that's getting in our way, we can start to work on that. And what I've found, and I guess I'll ask you the same question, like I can think of many, many clients that have shared this with me that as they've went on a personal journey of transformation for themselves, their external experiences have significantly improved. So more opportunities have came their way. Uh, their relationships have been healthier. They've made better friendships or new friendships. And they're just, they've got a zest again for life. And all from starting with the inside and looking at really what's going on for me that's keeping me where I am. What, what, what do you think about that? Is that? Does that resonate with your own client work? Absolutely. It's, it's like the ripple effect. Oh, um, God, I use that phrase all the time. Billy. When, when this, this particular client, right, so he decides one day to buy a walk because he wanted to eat more healthily and he'd read somewhere that cooking with a walk was more healthy. And he wanted to show his kids how to eat more healthily, right? And he went back to the gym and he got fitter and he lost weight and he started getting his mojo back, right? And he went for promotions at work. Uh, he didn't get the one he wanted, but eventually he did because he, he contacted me later. Right? And he met another partner and he resolved his differences with his father, with whom he had fallen out because of the marathon breakup. And it was just incremental steps, with my help, but he did it himself, where he went from a level here to a level there where he wanted to be. And by practice and perseverance and working on himself, right, he got to where he wanted to be. And that is a, a sign to me, as with most clients, is yes, you can do it if you decide you want to do it. I think that's one of the key things there. It's a decision. I say that a lot to clients and, and to myself. Like, you know, if I want it, sometimes you, you might find yourself sitting procrastinating making excuses and you know it's this reason or that reason but actually when you really want something you can dig deep and find a way to go forward with it um what what would you say i've got a lot of ex examples like even my own client work and personally as well but in your own opinion what would you say are some of the sort of main reasons that people have low confidence like where does that originate from because we know as you're born you're not born lacking confidence because as you know we see a baby and they they can't wait for your attention and they're you know look at me look at me and I know that because I've got two nieces that I never get a minute's peace from in their company watch me look at me I'm doing a handstand and this so they're born into that with 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 a level of confidence but what happens you know between there and adulthood as I said, I have a lot of input on this myself, but I'd love to hear um, your own expertise in this area. I think a lack of confidence stems from fear and negative thinking. We're, we, we become afraid of things and we don't want to try them. Um, we tell ourselves wee stories in our heads. We start with what if, followed by a negative. So it's what if I can't do this? What if I'm not good enough? What if this doesn't work? And we kind of talk ourselves into a negative state inside our head and we don't try anything. But my repost to that would be, what if you made all that up? What if you can do it? What if it does work? What if you make a success of that? What about that? 
Is it not much better to think that way than think the other way? And if we don't bother trying, it's like, if you don't try, you don't get. Yeah. So it's getting that confidence to get to the point where, yeah, I'm going to give this a go. And what if it works? That'll be brilliant. Thanks very much. And away you go. I love that. And it's funny because I use a phrase myself that with clients, I'll say to them, um, you know, if you are thinking a certain way, just pause for a second and ask yourself, is that true? Or is this a story I'm telling myself? Because very often we'll create a whole line of stories based on a set of beliefs that may or may not even have been our own beliefs. They've probably been picked up since childhood, at school, from our peers, from our caregivers, all the people around us who've helped build this set of beliefs that if we actually stop and ask ourselves, is that really true? Or is this just a story I'm telling myself? And what I find with a lot of clients, they've found this particularly helpful because it stops them in their tracks so that they can then decide, right, well, actually, I am just, this is a story I'm creating in my head. That's not really what's happening. And I actually do have the capability, if I sit and think about it, to give something a go. So I love that one. (laughs) I think that uh, I read some of it, we're kind of inherently negative, and it's a safety mechanism. Mm -hmm. We don't want want to do things in case it's dangerous or frightening or scary. And that's that's fine. Um, In certain circumstances, like, I probably wouldn't go diving with sharks Mm -hmm. or whatever, right? But if we extrapolate across our whole life, that can hold us back. We can stay stuck because we're afraid to try something. And we do tell ourselves these stories. What if I'm not good enough? What if this fails? What if... uh, what if everybody laughs at me? Um, what if all this sort of stuff and, and you you kind of frighten yourself into just going back into a wee comfort zone? And my my report again is exactly what you say. What if none of that is true? What if that's a wee negative story you've made up in your head mm-hmm. and it's not true? And I've used that when people have confronted me with the what if negatives. What if that's not true? What if you just made that up? And you can see the light bulb going on. <laughs> and you think they think. Oh, oh, so I have. Well, let's just transfer that and go another route. Look in another direction. I think one of the things as well, like when when I ask clients about, you know, is this true or is it a story? One of the things about the brain is that when we have had something negative happen, something unpleasant, uncomfortable, that's embarrassed us, we've felt shameful, we've been worried, whatever it is, subconscious mind as we know locks it in there so if we're thinking about trying something else new let's say for example I had a client who she uh, wanted to be able to speak up in meetings right but her confidence she said I have no confidence I can't do it I I just every time I go to open my mouth I feel like a a little girl you know I, I just don't feel like the adult that's sitting in the room I'm not good enough to have my opinion heard so when we actually peeled that back we discovered that there was an incident happened in her very early 20s when she was in university and she'd had to do, uh, she'd speak up in, a, in, a, in an important meeting. It was something to do with her uni work. And she recalled it so clearly that she was absolutely mortified at what had happened because something hadn't gone right and she was questioned and some people laughed. But here's the thing. The scenario was that the people were actually acting out and misbehaving 
It wasn't even a real evidence that she didn't know what she was doing. That was just the experience that happened. So once we unpicked that and discovered that this belief that she has of herself, that she can't go out there and speak because she'll be humiliated, she was able to unpick that, rewrite the story, and then work on her confidence by taking those baby steps forward. And the joy, you'll know what I'm talking about because you have client work, right? That feeling when they come back to you and they say, oh my goodness, I can't believe it. I spoke up in the meeting and I was so surprised. Everybody was like, yep, yep, that makes total sense. And I wasn't embarrassed. And and, I, and what I said to that this particular client was, now your brain, when next time you think about speaking up, has a good story to find because all it's done in the past is find all the stories to evidence that you're not able to speak speak up in public I went now you're starting to build the new stories that then help you go on and do more meetings and for her go on into a higher executive position with confidence so I wonder if if you've got any stories like that or anything like that resonates with yourself or client work very much so I mean I uh, I do a wee bit of speaking coaching and and people, I read a, a, a stat that 74% of people have some degree of fear of speaking in public. Right? Now, that could be speaking to your colleagues, uh, but particularly people who are thrust into a big meeting and stood up on a stage and experience extreme discomfort uh, because they are speaking to 50, 100, 1,000 people or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Speaking is a, a very pertinent topic there. Um, one bad experience can influence the way you think about that whole environment. But what I would say to the client says, okay, maybe that didn't work particularly well. Did the roof cave in? <laughs> Did the world explode? <laughs> no. right? Did the sun fail to come up the next day? No. How bad was it? Well, when you put it like that, well, it wasn't that bad. Exactly. So there's a, a phrase uh, used... I can't remember the quote. She says, there's no such thing as failure. There's only feedback, right? Mm-hmm. So if you think you've failed, what do you take from that? You learn from it. You maybe learn not to do that thing again, or you learn that the audience wasn't particularly nice. It wasn't my fault, or whatever it happens to be. Or you might right? even learn that you want to be more prepared the next time so you don't get into a position. Sometimes it is something that you learn that there's something you can do differently. It's not just about being nervous to speak, but it's about knowing that you've done all you can to show up as your best self. Because if you've done that, there's nothing more that you can do. So, exactly. Amazing. So, what, um, why do you think? People are confident. I, I like this question because right, I get asked this before and this comes up with my clients. Like, why are some people confident in some areas in life and then not confident in others? Because I know this in a, from even a personal experience where I'm really confident in some things and then I, I can see where I, I, I have some reservations. I still do things, but I, I maybe think, mm, I'll, I'll maybe think about that one twice. But what do you think yourself? I think it's it's what you feel comfortable with. Mm. When you're when you're comfortable, you're going to be confident because you're happy at what you're doing, right? Um, at the weekend, I climbed up the roof because I thought we'd be leaking the roof. Was I comfortable doing that? No. But speaking 
as we are speaking, am I comfortable doing that? Yes. The roof experience, I've done it many times before. I know what I'm doing and I worked all right. I didn't fall off, right? So there are areas in life where we're comfortable, we're confident, and there are areas in life where we're not so comfortable and therefore not so confident. Um, I'm not comfortable with tech, anything to do with apps, or anything to do with IT. I'm not comfortable with that. And someone in a workshop told me, well, you need to become comfortable with being uncomfortable. Love which I that. Was a, was, a, was a great comment. So powerful. Okay, I've got to do that, right? But what I would say is, if you're comfortable and confident in one area, you can transpose that confidence into the area in which you're not particularly confident. And I was told a story by another coach about a client he had who was a rock climber. Now, this guy would climb up mountains, right? And I thought, well, I wouldn't be doing that because I wouldn't be comfortable or confident. But this guy, not a problem. But he was very shy when it came to the, the fair sex. He couldn't get a girlfriend to save his life because he wasn't confident. So my friend, the coach, said, why are you confident climbing mountains, for goodness sake? That's a scary thing. And yet you can't approach a young lady and say, hi, how about a date? You might, oh, just can't do it, just can't do it. That feels as much of a near-death experience as rock climbing well, to be rejected. <laughs> so the, the coach says to him, how confident are you rock climbing? Oh, no problem. How do you feel when you're rock climbing? I feel supremely confident. See that feeling you've got then? Transpose that into the situation when you're going to talk to a young lady, right? Yeah. See that confident feeling? Remember it. He went, yeah, 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 yeah. I said, well, capture that. He said, capture that conversation, that feeling, that story you're making up in your head, and the next time, give it a go. And it worked. So you can take confidence in one area, remember the feeling, and put it into another area. So for those that are listening, there's tip number one. You heard it here first. You can recreate the feeling on a new situation by drilling down and really honing in on how good it felt under another situation and you can transfer it over. You're absolutely right. Um, I was actually thinking about myself the other day there. Um, so I'm quite confident, like I, I quite like DIY things. So it's just some things that I've, I've been good at. I, I can do things around my own house. But my sister asked me to put envelopes, window blinds for her. And I thought, oh no. So I put it off more than once. Because I thought, a Velox blind, I'm like, you know, that's probably not just about me screwing things in. I was like, that, that might be more complicated. Anyway, made myself be uncomfortable uncom being uncomfortable, went down and went, okay, so what do you normally do all the other times you've been able to fit furniture and build things and decorate? What do you do? You sit down with the instructions and you read it first. So before you even touch anything, get knowledgeable about what you're doing so you can assess if it is actually something you can do, because I had already decided before it, maybe I can't. But drawing in my confidence from all the other experiences of the DIYing it, I, I boldly said to my sister, I'll do that for you. She didn't know behind the scenes. I was thinking, <laughs> what have I got myself into here? I really don't know if I can do Velox window ones. So off I trots down to my sister's yesterday, sends her round to the shops. And I thought, right. Just open it and see what you think yourself. Played about with all the bits and pieces for about maybe five, ten minutes. Got my mum in as a wee labourer to help me hold parts up. And by the time my sister come back from the shops, the two 
vertical window blinds were up and now my own confidence in my own abilities and it sounds really really maybe silly to some people listening or really simplistic but actually the feeling of achieving something that you didn't know that you could it's it's so inspirational to me because it reminds me I'm capable of way more than I might even believe I am so if I take a shot at it I might prove myself right that I actually can do this. And it just takes me up another level in my own self-belief. So, Absolutely. That's what it's about, self-belief. The, the, the feeling of achievement can't be underestimated. It's a marvellous thing. Mm-hmm. Totally agree with you. So as we're drawing near to the end, it's a fast 30 minutes when we get going, isn't it? Um, because we could wax lyrical about this all day because we both have a passion for very similar things. We both love helping people. We both want people to get unstuck and actually realise the whole potential in life is unlimited once you start tapping into it. You know, the sky's the limit once you get going and it's just a continual journey. Once you get to this level, you start to think, oh, what could be up here? And then when you get there, you think, oh, what's up there? And it's not about never being happy because you're contented through each part. It's just about knowing that you're capable of more and what you can actually achieve in your own life. So I would love um, for you two things. I'm going to get you to share a wee tip in a second. But before we do that, I would love um, for you to share with people how would be the best way for anyone that wants to get in contact with yourself, Billy? What's the best way to make contact with you? And maybe just give me a wee overview of how you actually work with clients so that people that are listening, if they want to contact you, this would be a, a way to do it and how you would work with them if they did. Okay, I have a website where there's a contact facility, I have a mobile phone, I'm on LinkedIn and Facebook. Um, I think you're going to put these links up later on. I certainly am, but could you just for the audience listening, do you know your website address? Sure. williamnicholcoaching.com with all the W's at the start. Um, you'll get me that way, just a fairly new website. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. It has contact details on it and all the rest of the, the details. Um Book a call with me, which is a complimentary initial chat. Brilliant. Um, non-judgmental, confidential, a bit of a laugh, where I talk to the prospective client, identify what they want. Mm-hmm. Um, then I assess, can I help them? Mm-hmm. If I can, we take it from there. If I can't, I will try and refer them to one of my other colleagues. So it's mm-hmm. as simple as that. 30-minute chat, see what's happening and see if we can take things uh, to a better level. That sounds brilliant. So for anyone listening, then you've heard it here first. It's uh, williamnicholcoaching.com. You can contact him directly. I'll also put all the links to Willie's social media and his website into the details of this podcast. So before we wrap up, I really hope everyone has thoroughly enjoyed today because I know I have and we're touching on a a subject that is so close to my own heart. I would love for you to share one I know you've got millions of tips I know that and I've already heard one today but could you give me just another tip in the area of confidence and belief that we could leave the audience from yourself today okay I'll I'll give you two very quick tips oh I love that confidence and self-belief can be grown through practice perseverance and just getting on with it right it's like growing a muscle 
or a muscle group when you go to the gym, you do the repetitions, you increase the weight, and it gets bigger. You can do that if you practice. The second one is thinking. It's, if we think we can do something, there's a chance we can. If we think we can't, there's a chance we won't. So the quote is from Henry Ford. If you think you can do a thing, or you think you can't do a thing, you're right both ways. Both ways. Because I love that. It's the way we think. So if we think we can, it's a good chance we can. So always think I can. Absolutely. And then just take a shot at it. And what's the worst that can happen? Realistically, what would have been the worst of the window blinds from yesterday or the day before? What would have been the worst that could have happened? They would have came out the packaging. I would have played around with it. I wouldn't have put any screws into the to the window because I would have known if I didn't know how and I would have put them back together into the box and we would have phoned in a joiner. That is what would have happened. But what actually happened was I gave myself evidence, more evidence that I actually was capable of doing something that I didn't know I could. So you're absolutely right. And that I actually was uh, was talking to, I think it was one of my clients uh, yesterday or the day before about what you're saying about the muscle. And I always joke and say, you know, I've tried to go to the gym and get abs in a week, realistically. I know that it's still a work in progress and I've been going for quite some time. The brain is just, the mind is just a muscle, just like, you know, getting abs. So if we work on it, if we um, look at our belief systems and if we take action to become more confident every day, then the likelihood is we will get more confident and we'll achieve more than we even knew was possible. So my tip for you today is about acting as if. So a bit like me with the window blinds, I just acted as if I was confident to my sister. and went, no bother, I'll do that. Don't even need to think twice about it. Behind the scenes, I'm thinking, I don't really know if I'm capable of that. But the thing is, she had no... She didn't waver because I was so sure of myself. I was, I projected my voice confidently. I was assertive. I walked into her house like, right, let's get these boxes open. Let me assess what's going on. Inside, I was still thinking, I don't really know if I'm going to be able to do that. But she never knew. So off she goes to the shops. has no clue, but I've gave her the belief that everything's okay because I have acted as if everything is going to be fine and I am confident. And lo and behold, as you say, if we think we can, then there's a really good chance that we can actually do that. So that's my tip to anybody out there is just act as if. And even if you're like the proverbial swan with a little legs paddling like a maniac underneath the water, which a lot of us are, on the surface, you'll be gliding like that swan on the top and nobody will know any difference. And then what you do is you build that muscle, you build that evidence that says, I actually am more confident now because I've got more stories that prove that I've got the confidence to do it. And that's how you build it. Absolutely. So, Willie, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on. I'm so grateful for you joining us. And for everyone listening today, I hope you've taken something from it. All of our links will be in the usual places. And tune in again next week where I'll be back with another expert or someone with lived experience to share our knowledge with you. So thank you and goodbye. Goodbye. 
Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you've taken away something valuable, even a golden nugget that will help you move forward with your life so that you can become the best version of yourself and really have that life that you love. So I will see you back here every Tuesday. A new episode will be released, same time, same place. And if you want to sign up so that you're notified when these new episodes are live for you to listen to, then all the details will be in the description. So thanks again, and I hope you enjoyed the show, and I'll see you again next week. Bye-bye.